Blessings, everyone. This is Marvin Kelly um, with the Feeding the 5,000 as well as the Platform Life. We are here with my family again uh, with the discussion that um, we're going to lay out on today, which is called the Spirit of Offense. That's going to be led up by Pastor Eric as well as First Lady uh, Mona. My God, should I say that? I think I should say that. Say that. So <laughs> let, let me go ahead and uh, introduce them. <laughs> you don't want to receive that? Huh? You don't want to receive can, that? I can receive that. I can receive All right. That. All right. So go ahead and take the uh, platform and uh, go ahead and, and uh, allow yourself to be led how God wants you to. Amen. Amen. Well, I think one of the things that before she gets going, because she has really, really enlightened and inspired me by her uh, knowledge and in-depth knowledge of this subject and uh, the fact that she really is a natural born counselor, it seems like. she's That's innate is what I've seen because she's counseled me on a multitude of things. But what, what, what I've noticed is this topic, the spirit of offense, is so valuable today. And uh, the reason being is because in the kingdom of God, there's two prevailing foundational laws. And one of them is the law of humility, which this deals with. And the other one is the law of forgiveness. Those two foundational laws serve as a catalyst for the believer in being able to relate well to others, to be able to communicate with others, and to most importantly, to be able to reconcile with others, which I think all that is entailed in this lesson. So to me, that that the topic that she, and, and it, she actually brought it up to me first, you know, I thought was really, really important because in kingdom living, you have to understand that principle. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm supposed to get started. <laughs> yeah, you supposed to go ahead and get started. You want to know what you're doing. Well, I know that it's 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 so easy to be offended, especially today. It's I mean, it's just there's so many things to easily offend us. And like you said, we can get into this filter of offense to just be uh get into this filter where we're offended by everything around us and everybody around us, which makes us leave churches, which makes us um, not be able to communicate well with others and have prosperous relationships. And I think that is very important. Like like you were saying, it, it causes what we see out here, these, these riots and, and the violence and all that comes from just people being offended mm-hmm. and walking in that offense, which you really need forgiveness. I guess forgiveness is the real issue that we're having. Okay, so (laughs) Matthew 5 is where I think talks about mostly the forgiveness that we need to have and how we can overcome those offenses that that are going to come. They're going to come. We're going to be offended. Yes. So what do we do about those offenses? Because some are some are minor offenses and some are major offenses that are not so easy to get over, you know? But those small ones, you know, the enemy can creep in with those small ones and they just pile up and you can just find yourself 
Like I could have a day of worship in the car. I could be just jamming. Let somebody come and cut you off. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's up your whole thing. And then you start thinking about other little offenses, and you know, just it, it, it just can come. And before you know it, you have this attitude. I'm going into work, and why you take my parking space, and why is this, that, and the other? You know, it's just a, a, a compile of things that can happen so quickly that you know we need to we really need to check but the holy spirit checks us too you know he, i he, i have to get checked several times a day mhm mhm i got a question yes yes sir brother teacher yes sir <laughs> what on now? huh when i gave my life to jesus christ i hadn't read any scriptures and so on and so on so I didn't know anything about being offended or experiencing offensive. So you're telling me as a child of God, they're going to offend me? Because if you would have told me that up front, I might have, you know, went the other way. But but how come you didn't tell me that up front so I could be prepared that I'm going <laughs> Folks gonna offend me as a Christian. Right, right. right. I, I need to be prepared for that so when it happens, I know how to act. Well, the person who received the greatest offenses was Jesus. Yeah. You know? Oh, so we gotta go know that when he was offended, we definitely gonna be offended. Oh, now Absolutely. you wanna go there. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's the example that we gotta follow. <laughs> right. But you notice Ooh. he brought it, he brought it to people very dip diplomatically. He was very diplomatic in the way he presented it. When he first met Peter, Peter couldn't even talk to him because he was so bogged down with, with iniquity and the way he lived and the men, his mindset of not even being a Christian. He was a fisherman. He wasn't a church person. So when he presented, Christ presented himself to him, the first thing he did was gave him this humongous miracle of fishes. You mm. know, he had to win him first. And then he said after he after he won him, he said, follow me and I'll and you uh I'll make you fishes of men. But he there's certain things that we are simply not ready mm -hmm. to entertain. He said, I have many things to say unto you, but right now you're not ready to receive them. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna address you. So he led up to that. And uh, when we deal with offenses, Jesus really only talked about a couple things. Um, in Matthew, the 17th chapter, verses one and two, one of the things, the main thing that he addressed was, number one, they're going to happen. It's inevitable. And number two, it is not your responsibility to address or react to them. It's not, that's not even your responsibility. When somebody offends you, that's not on you. It's on, it's, it's, that's, that's on them is what it said. Verse two, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck. So in other words, that is not something we even have to factor into our responsibility list. We don't have to, because when people offend us, they don't deal with us. Right. He, I've seen the Lord do a whole lot better. 
So it's a it's a it's a powerful subject, and it's important because they come all the time. They come on a regular and frequent basis, mm-hmm. and we have to be able to have enough of the anointing inside of us to kick it out. Because if we can't kick it out and we let it stay in there, mm-hmm. it becomes a long day. I think they creep. I think offenses creep up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Those small ones can and amount to big ones eventually if you're not handling them correctly. You know, what you consider a small offense may not be a small offense for someone else. You okay. know, so I think just offense in general, just wa- just having that spirit of offense, you start filtering everything differently. And so, I, and I believe that it's it's referring to you have to look at it from a person who is really saved versus right. a person who is not saved. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to have to somehow address both areas because everybody doesn't have a level of transformation going on in their life, whereas some people do. And mm-hmm. so you may have to address both sides of the fence in order to make your message or your efforts to communicate with people relative. Right, right. I think the main thing too, the issue that it creates is that it prevents you from really walking in your purpose with God if you're walking in a spirit of offense. And that's what we want to make sure we're um, on top of, I guess, um, to make sure that it's not hindering our purpose because sometimes our purpose and our fulfilling that purpose is contingent on people's behaviors and actions and it shouldn't be, you know? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we are aware of how the enemy can creep up through those offenses. Um, And do we really believe what Matthew five is saying? Do we believe the word of Jesus? Because those, those came out of the mouth of God, those scriptures, when he is saying, blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. What is meekness? It's an attribute of human nature and behavior uh, for righteousness, inner humility, and patience. Mm-hmm. And they shall, um, and blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And also, he talks about um, in Matthew 5, 23 and 24, he's talking about you coming to the altar, but you got fought with your brother. Mm. Somebody is offended, and you coming to me <laughs> now. He wants you to go reconcile that situation, and then you can come to me. Right. And then he says in five thirty nine, "Resist not evil." He said, "Don't resist the evil person. If they hit you on the cheek, on the right cheek, what he say? Turn the other one." <laughs> Do we really believe those words of Jesus? And, what and if somebody mean? take you to court. They take you to court and they want your car and your house. And you're supposed to give them what? Well, what else are you going to give them? Give it to them. Give them that and then give them some more. And a bag of chips to go. Hey, but that ain't happening, though. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. Um, and then we go to that. Matthew 5 and 44. And then we. Right. It's, that's what I'm saying. Do we really believe these scriptures? When we go to Matthew 5 and 44, it says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. We say with our mouths that we believe, but I think in reality, our lives portray 
that there's levels to that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely levels. And I agree. I can wholeheartedly agree on this level and I can wholeheartedly live that out on this level. Yeah. Did. You know, we all yeah. have a point, you know, mm-hmm. so at that level, what we display is something totally different than what our mouths are saying. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that. not that there should be. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be lukewarm in our faith or in anything that we do you know, with God or, you know, so, mm-hmm. but I think that is what I see <laughs> in myself and in others. I mean, just on a general level, um, just dealing with relationships between you and I on a so- social level, that offense is big. You know, we saw that in the news with uh, the Black Lives Matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, just kind of just to take away from the church a little bit, that is a principle that I believe that every every person should carry around them. It does hinder us from getting, um, what Bishop always say this, uh, your attitude determines your altitude. So it's like, it hinders, uh, it hinders us from getting promotions. It hinders mm-hmm. us from, from creating relationships with, um, with family members, um, with our, you know, uh, coworkers. That offense is deep, even in the household. I mean, everywhere we go, Mm-hmm. To have that type of attitude to not allow those things to offend us to the point to where we cut off things, mm-hmm. you know, and cut off ourselves from just living life. That yes. offense is deep. So yes. uh, and I, I agree with Kelsa. It's like the levels of it, because some people, <laughs> they're just not going to let that just roll from their back. Like, uh-uh, no. nah, I, I'm not yeah. taking it. Yeah. You know, and that's why we saw all that rioting and everything. Like, yes. we just didn't take they're certain things. They're offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even with the yeah. right, how it was um, handled. Like some people went with violence. Some people, you know, so it's just, you have everybody, you have these different sets of tools. So like Mona said, you have to use the right ones. You know, analyze yes. it, do that self-check, that inventory of yourself and make sure all of that's in check. But, you know, seeking God first. When you're offended, you know, I like how the Bible talks about addressing it, you know, going to that brother or sister, because that's how it festers. Like we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, cons- you know, being um, transparent, it cuts that stuff off at the head. You know, like, yes. you know, I was offended by that. I was hurt by that, you know. Mm-hmm. So first, you know, seeking God first, you know, this is my approach It's like going to God, you know. Like yesterday, somebody offended me at work, and it just kind of messed the whole day up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you let it. It was not yeah. right. I had to check myself, like, come on, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm too old for this, you know. Yeah. I went into work. I did my uh, devotion that morning. I was, you know, like Mona said, in the car, you you know, you ready to go. You ready to, God, what do you have for me today? What are the opportunities that you set before me? I want to be ready for them. You know, and then soon as I walk in the door, I'm like, what? I had to stutter. I had to step. I had to be quiet for a minute. Like, okay. Lusa. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Let me get my, you know, grounding because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready. I thought I was because, you know, I was all, woo, woo, woo. You know, but then I had to get my footing, get my bearing, you know, like, hey, what's going on today? But I couldn't even do my job right. I mean, it just affected everything. 
you know, my whole day until I was able to come home. And I never talk about my job, you know, that stays there. But, you know, Prince asked, how was your day today? And it just flooded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Going through. From our house to Nebraska, and he was like, "Wow!" When we got out the car, he said, "Wow, you yeah. talked from the time we left the house <laughs> to the time." But I had to release it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. You can't have that bottled up because then I could bring that home, and then it affects yeah. the home. You know, yeah. my interaction with God when we have our one-on-one time is still there. You know, yeah. so. It just affects every area of your life. So you have to release that. Well, just imagine not having God. See, you had devotion time. We're not going to be perfect, but that devotion time is necessary. You know, just imagine if you didn't have that prior to going in and you get that offended. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) and then also you got the support of your husband to be able to release and and get counsel, you know? So you, you got what you need. We're going to be offended, but at least you have what you need to overcome because we're going to need God's hand every second of the day. I tell you that I do. It sounded like you handled it really well. Yeah. And then you got in the appropriate setting and arena to let it out. Mm-hmm. which is which is just outstanding but th- these the, the, these passages that uh, my wife was quoting are very very powerful passages because and when you look at that that teaching on anger for example that whole uh, chapters five six and seven of Matthew mm-hmm. is actually what can be translated as the foundation of God. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure. And that 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 five, six, and seven is the foundation of a Christian's thought life, actually. That's what it is. And when you talk about this anger, uh, I think it's Matthew 5, 21 through 26, where it talks about anger and how they handled it in the right. Old Testament, eye for an eye, two for two. That passage itself can be looked at as the law of peaceful thoughts. This is how a Christian, the basis of our thinking should be based upon the word of God and it's how we manage our thought life. And it it should be actually, instead of us becoming angry and offended, we really should have peace flowing. But because we are human and we need a lot of maturity and development and and, uh, allowing the word to, become more of a part of our life, we actually, sometimes we're not thinking peaceful. Well, well, God did say we can be angry now. He said be angry, but not, but said not. So he know we're going to get offended and and get a little angry. And he also said, if your brother offends you, let him know. Hey, you stepped on my toe. That hurt. (laughs) So, you know, we can let him know, but you you don't do it in a, a hateful manner, you know, but it also says if they repent, you forgive them. We got to automatically forgive them. But you have to be careful about that, about the if if he repent, because some people don't. But they that's, don't, and we still have to forgive. That's not on you. That's on them. There we go. But the thing that I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing from everyone is um, the Bible has to become real in our life. Um, I heard Mona read these scriptures from Matthew 5 and Eric talk about 6 and 7, Sermon on the Mount. 
Jesus, the great teacher that he was, he, you know, like on your job, they give you expectations of this is what is required of you for this job. Right. And so Jesus is giving us expectations. Somebody going to slap you. I'm telling you right now, you might as well be ready. <laughs> and you're going to have to turn the other cheek. Somebody going to try to take advantage of you. They're going to ask you for a coat. I tell you what, give them two. Give them to cut off your back. They're going to ask you to go a mile, go another one. Now, it sounds great when you read it, but, but what Jesus is saying, get ready. So get when ready. it does happen, not if it happens, when it does happen, you already know how to react. Now, I'm not yeah. saying this yeah. is easy. Don't get me wrong. As my wife was saying, she had her devotional time and so on and so on. We always have to remember we have an adversary who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants yeah. to take us down from that mountain with God. So I will use whoever and whatever to steal your joy. Like, once again, like I said, this thing ain't easy. Like Moses was on the mountain. He was glowing. And he had to come down from that mountain and look what he came into. Foolery. That brother was offended and what? Man, I'm on the mountain with God. I'm with God. And I got (laughs) to God to come down. And so it's like Jesus saying, expectations. Be ready. Because you are my child. This is what's going to happen, whether in the world or in amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready. It's coming. And, mm-hmm. I, and I speak for myself. A lot of times I'm not ready. Mm. So when it does happen, mm-hmm. it may not come back. I mean, if you catch me on the wrong day, you <laughs> might say, I thought that brother was a preacher or a child. <laughs> you might say, shit, I do. That's the same guy from 27th Street. <laughs> you know, um, the uh, the translation, turn the other cheek, is, you know, it can be looked at in many ways, a number of different ways. But the best basic thrust behind that, when Jesus was talking, there's either social persecution or there's official persecution. Social persecution is what we deal with amongst ourselves. Official persecution, such as in the case of 1 Peter 4 and 1, that was referring to more of persecution that was backed by people that actually had the power to kill people, uh, Roman emperors, uh, pilots, and, you know, pilot the governors, and people that have governmental authority. So, we're going to get it on both levels. But when, when it says, when it talks about um, turning the other cheek, I believe it was referring to literally doing it. But it also, for the most part, everybody, not a whole lot of people are going to be walking up slapping on you. Just, you know, you know they did with Jesus. They can slap you with the words, honey. They're not, you're not going to have a lot of people physically putting their hands on you. But I do believe it's referring to the willingness to endure insult mm-hmm. because there's going to be things that people do. And they, sometimes they, they're not doing it on purpose. They just rub you like that. You know, the they, irk you. Right. Or they irk you or say something that just pushes buttons everywhere. People's you know? words can cut deep, honey. They can cut deep. They Kill can wound some people. Honey. But it's like life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. Oh, so, hey. yes. But willingness to endure insult. I think we have to be able to do that. If we're really going to grow and mature, we're going to have to be able to deal with a whole lot. 
So it's almost like we as Christians don't get, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it almost look like we being punked sometimes. <laughs> it don't, can I say it in, well, no, I can't say that. You, you can edit this one out. You can edit this one out. It, people do things to piss you off. They, they do. I'm going to keep that in there. You go completely off. Just, you just feel like just taking the whole top off the house. So think about it. Uh, you think about it in the life of Jesus. You know, Jesus would heal somebody who had been messed up all their life. And the folks would say, you know, it's the Sabbath day. Right. What? <laughs> I just healed. Man, they tore the roof off this place. Get this man to me. Yeah, they did. I'm worried about us. You know, so yeah, man. Yeah. Like you were talking right. about Moses. Moses was so mad that he broke the Ten Commandments. That brother man, like was he, he really had <laughs> Elijah was a I mean, he was ready to die. Elijah was kill me. I'm going over here to the tree. I'm about I want to be killed. I'm I'm done with people. Hmm. I think sometimes God allows those offenses so we don't get comfortable. Yeah. Because you can be in a situation, like, for instance, I was talking about my job. After we talked about it, he said something that I thought was profound, like, that's only a season for you. We already talked about that. But see, I had that comfortable. Y'all hear that? She said, I said something. (laughs) 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 A broke clock is twice, uh, right, twice a day, right? Hey, hey, I, 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 I wanted to say this. Yeah. My God, come on and tell us about um, it. I, I agree so much with uh, what you said at the beginning that the Lord is teaching us how to be humble, man. Yeah. Um, I was just reading um, mm-hmm. what you said about I think in Matthew chapter five and verse twenty-three, and I'm reading from the NLT, and it says, "So if you are presenting what is you presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple." And you suddenly remember that someone has uh, something against you. It says, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Then go and be reconciled to that person. And then come and offer the sacrifice after you have been reconciled. So that means your giftings, you know, everything that you have, whatever you believe is important to you, leave that right there. Don't present none to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing else. How important that is. That, that is very important to forgive that person. Come commune or, you know, give your sacrifices and stuff with me. So that is, that shows that's the important. It really highlights mm-hmm. how vital and essential that is. So how does that look for real? I want, I want to stop right there because now you're touching on something. He said, leave that gift. When leave you think your gift. Thinking about what I'm getting ready to give. Right. That could be my offering, what, whatever, this song, this Who I am. Yep. This teaching. <laughs> That's right. He's saying, uh-uh, don't give that to me right now. Mm-hmm. Hold on, but, but, but I got to stand up here and teach. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Tell him you can't do it right now. Because <laughs> mm. you got to go make something right first. Mm-hmm. Is that, that what we're saying? standing up there wrong. So that means you're standing up there wrong, right? You out of you uh, pocket, as, as, the, as the people would say. You, y'all giving this y'all out of pocket so he, i guess it's like remember who you're giving this for and who you're doing it for right make sure right. the relationship is right be horizontal before you try to get it right vertical and vice versa the matter vice versa the matter but 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 i mean let's i'm just trying to stick with that for a quick second imagine being at church man 
and it comes time to pay tithes and off. <laughs> and you tell them I got this envelope, but I can't give it right now. Now nah, they're gonna still tell you give it. Right, right. They're gonna still cash it. Leave, leave that right here. <laughs> it's all right first. Don't cash that check. <laughs> I gotta you know, it, it sounds abrupt. It sounds abrupt <laughs> when it says leave your gift. I think that there's that it has to be looked at in the light of the how the Holy Spirit is leading the person to. Oh, yeah, because you start. When you really want to look at it, it don't take much to offend somebody. It don't, and it's not at all. Not at all, preacher. Multitude of things that we can deal with to get people reconciled to us. And then some people ain't going to, they don't want to be reconciled. They won't do nothing right, no way. But, <laughs> and you have to have discernment to recognize that. But I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at this, that you, there has to be a level of discretion here because you can miss some blessings because you, you know, you not sure about how to go about something. Mm -hmm. I, I think God can, will really have to teach you. You know, I'm talking about myself. Okay, there's been this a lot of things that I can remember that probably could be corrected in my life. I've raised five kids. I've, you know, wife has passed. I can think of a lot of things that I could go back to mm -hmm. and say, you know, well, maybe I don't need to do this. I should have done this. I guess it, it really depends on, you really have to be, have a level of discretion about yourself and uh, knowing how the spirit of God is leading you. I think, you know, some people probably really don't deal with some things. Some, some people have had some major things happen in their life to really cause some valid offense. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's some things people are still dealing with childhood issues mm -hmm. as and they're they're saved. They believe in God, but they have not been delivered from some serious traumatic issues. We keep moving. We keep moving. We never stop and go back and deal with that. And that yeah. is. Yeah. And that filter that you have, you you have a valid filter of look what you, what you you meant to say this but i took it as this because this is what i'm used to yeah yeah but when so, you're talking about offense you got to talk about forgiveness too mm -hmm. i mean it, it goes hand in hand you're going to have to yes. forgive that person who has offended you and then when they do come back on the other end you got to go ahead and accept that apology like man like man that's just it's like um what he tells the, the husband and wives don't go to bed mad mm -hmm. you know uh don't let the sun go down and so it's like, you mad at her, she mad at you. And you like, baby, I'm sorry. I ain't ready to forgive you yet. <laughs> you know, right. so what do you do when that person's not ready to forgive you? And I, I heard what uh, Pastor Cornelius said. He says, well, that's not on you. So that's not. I mean, but what do you do? Do you continue to go back to them and say, hey, you know, you're going to forgive. I'm talking about your wife now that the person's in your house. I ain't talking about a person who, you know, saying you don't see. You know, in Romans 12, it talks about heaping coals on them. You know, sometimes you have to, you have to shame them. You know, they know they're holding that for, uh, for they know they're not forgiving you, but you continue to move on as if you gone. So I'm like, I'm mad because she's moving on and she done told me she's sorry, She, but I, I ain't ready to forgive, but she act like ain't nothing happened. And I'm sitting over here wondering why they eating and stuff. They eating good. She the move well, that, That's There's where that Proverbs 18, 19 come in at. 
that's that Proverbs 18 and 19 says a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. That's that's serious. It's, it's serious. <laughs> like you necessarily like let it go. Like you're holding you, on to it. No, oh, not to like the person that's for instance, if I wrong someone, I'm you know, for me. And I've went to them and I, I've offended them and I've went to them and I've asked them for forgiveness and they're not ready to forgive me. I know that I have to move on, but I'm going to move on in a way that I'm still trying to show them that I am truly sorry. Mm. That I am truly That's true. That's good. That yes. is true. I'm not just dropping it off like, but well, dust my. <laughs> Right. You know, like I, I still want because I have wronged them and I really yes. feel bad about that. But that's how I am with, you know, with God. His forgiveness was immediate. Praise yes. God. Thank you. But there are times when I'm in my quiet place and I am literally bawling out because of how I have treated him in certain mm. ways. So that's how I am with someone that I offended. I want them to truly know I am truly sorry about, you know, yeah. so I'm going to like dust them off like that, you know, like, yeah, never she ready. She can come back to me. And the reason I say that is because my father did that to me and it, it offended me even more. You know, he came and he apologized, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to forgive him. I wasn't ready. He was never there, but he came and he was like, you know, well, the ball's in your court, whenever, you know, whatever, the ball's in your court. That's how I kind of took it. And it offended me even more. Like, whoa, I'm the child, you know? Yeah. So I'm an adult and you come to me ready for a relationship, you know, and you got to give me a minute, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. But if, but when a person is, they really mean it. You know, the, the, if you look in that word, is it the 23rd or the 24th verse that it says, and be thou reconciled. Is that what it's, is it the 23rd? I, I, I know that, but I don't know which one. But if he really meant it, if he really meant it, he would be, like she said, he would continue to show her that he means it. And he used to say, okay, the ball is in your court, you do what you want to do. No, I have offended you. Let me continue to show you that this is what I want to do. I want to reconcile with you, not you just got to re reconcile with me. Sometimes okay. I feel like sometimes there are situations where... So I may offend someone and then it has caused them public humiliation. It may have caused them losses. It may cause them a whole heap of things that I may not be aware of, even bring it back to those childhood traumas and things like that. And just because I, the person who offended them, had this realization that I was wrong, sometimes people's energy don't match the same energy of what you just caused someone. And I feel like true, like me coming to you and saying, I'm sorry about something it should match. I should, I should have enough humble humility in me to sit there. Let right. me sit right. for a while. Let right. me figure out what this means for you. Oftentimes yes. I'm just like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. And they keep it moving. They try to right. clean their slate when right. it's so much more other than the surface, Thank you know, God. like I wasn't under, like, I believe in conversations. I do not believe in just letting things just go. Like, let's talk about, it. I want to understand the mindset behind it. You know, like yeah. with um, Kelsey and her father, what if it looked like, what can I do to make it better? I'm Sorry, let, let's sit in this for a moment. I think a lot of people miss that. A lot yes. of people miss that. Can yes. I say something? Cool. You own it, girl, because you stepped <laughs> all on 
my feet because I was going to say ouch, ouch, whatever, <laughs> you know, because I'm going to I'm going I'm going to speak personally from a Cornelius point of view or maybe some men. I can't say all men, but as a man, well, I know my wife. My wife loves to talk about stuff. And if I have done something to hurt her, I want to come and ask her for her forgiveness. And I want to try to use the scripture where God just wipes the slate clean and just move on. It don't work like that. Okay, I need you to forgive me and forget what I did. Let's move on. Not, let's talk about this first. Let's talk about what you did and why you did it. Come on now. When you get there, that cuts deep. That gets to the heart of the issue. So, Mona, when you say people are dealing with stuff from the, that's it. We don't want to really deal with the heart of the, why did you choose that route? As a man, as Cornelius, Marvin, what I want to do, I want to sweep that thing under the rug. Yeah, that's good. And hope it go away. Somebody just blow the dust. But now Sister Sierra has stepped all in my lane this morning. Cornelius, you just now I feel, said something. Huh? You just said something even more. You said like God did, but it wasn't that easy for Jesus to kick to, to, to carry all of our sins. He had to go to the cross. He had to send his son who was without any sin to everything. Oh now. So we think it's easy, but it really wasn't easy for him either. He was no. up there screaming to his father, you know? So actually so I feel like it should so if it's more than a day. It was actually, more than a day. It's it a was very complex, a- it's a very complex process. It's very right. complex. Right. The thing that I was trying to get at when it says be reconciled, it, the word reconciliation that really means to win over to a friendly attitude. Yes. Person yes. that has been offended on you that that you have offended right they have to win you over or if, if vice versa okay that's that that's getting into a realm there that we don't have the 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 abilities to to regulate that that's out of our hands and that's why i believe that what jesus is referring to is the miracle that occurs in the person's heart when you attempt to obey his word if he said be reconciled that's not optional that's a command. All right. That's, that's where he said, I want you to do this. You, you ain't got no, this is what I would expect of you. And if I told you to do it, All right. I will empower the situation right. to come out the way it's supposed to be. Now I think that's what stuck out with my with, with me because there's been people I'll be like, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> went, to, I went to them 79 times. <laughs> and they still walking around like they're sucking on a lemon. But it takes a miracle. It takes the. It takes a miracle for God to work in people's hearts, or even in our own hearts. Yeah, but you don't know the extent you know? of their offenses, right? Like um, Sierra was saying, that the the trauma sometimes you don't know the extent of what the effects of whatever happened from just that offense or the things that they're already dealing with. Right. So what seems small to us sometimes, you'd be like, why would they take that that way? You have no idea what line of offenses has come to that. I will be a little transparent on something really quick, but I'm not going to hold y'all too long. I'll be a little transparent. So when I was younger, okay, so let me start here. Uh, my my therapist friend told me that people, you can't, anger is not an emotion. 
anger is just like a coverall, but there's something that's the root of the anger. So most of the times when you're angry, I'm just angry, but really I'm sad. Really I'm embarrassed. Really I'm whatever. So when I was younger and I believe being offended is an emotion. I don't believe it's just something like on the wheel. There's not really an offense. What really happened that triggered that offense. So that's just mine. I'm not a therapist. Anything like that. When I was younger, Marvin used to be like, you need to, to me, you need to learn how to control your emotions. And what he didn't know is that he was teaching me that I needed to stop showing emotions. So that's what I did. I became a person where if somebody offended me, hurt me, upset me, I just stopped showing emotion, even if it was killing me on the inside. Then I learned through therapy and stuff, I needed to learn to manage my emotions and not to control them. Mm. So I learned that. So I say that in the the meantime, before I learned that portion of it, I was just controlling them. When I would get offended, I didn't deal with the offense. Even as a Christian, Mm. praise and worship leader, praise dance Mm -hmm. leader, I didn't deal with it. I just cut that person off. That was my mindset. I was like, I don't know what to deal with that. I'm good on it. So that's what I was doing. And then growth and maturity happened and learning to go to that person. So I'll give an example. Marvin offended me this week. He offended me so hard this week to a point where it brought me in tears and I am not a cry. I'm sorry, sister. And I had to have a moment, like like Kelsey said earlier, of self-reflection. And I think one of the greatest pieces was I had to reflect for myself and then also who he was as a person to say, like, did it really mean? Was it really like because somebody can offend you? And I believe that people's feelings are factual. If that's how you feel, then you that no one can tell you anything differently. But then I had to really consider and weigh it out. And like I went back to him, called him back, you know, and we talked about it. It wasn't even something that had to turn into something major, you know. So I just want to kind of be transparent about what it used to look like. It blocked relationships. It blocked blessings, you know, sowing on stony grounds to what it looks like now once God has become the center of it. Yes, amen. Yeah, and I didn't even know that it was an offense. You know, sometimes we say things jokingly, not knowing the other person's feelings behind what you Thank just you. said. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be very, uh, really intentional with your conversations and you have to be very mindful of that individual. And sometimes you're not, you know, we as men, women are different than us, you know, and we can say something kind of harsh (laughs) and not knowing that to them, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. You're like, but I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. It was, I mean it. No, forget it. I don't want to talk to you no more. You're like, oh man. And so you coming back like, please, please forgive, forgive, forgive. You got to give them time to to take in everything that was just said, everything. Yeah. And like she just said, every, just allow that her mind to kind of, and her emotions to kind of, like she said, manage it and kind of just reset. What was already a belief in us. Mm-hmm. Say that again, Kelsey. Your words sometimes give life to what you've already believed about a situation or yourself. Yes. Absolutely. That's exactly yes. what it was just a it was just an underlying insecurity that he made yes. a funny out of. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know? yes. Oh no. <laughs> Shots fired on my insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> I think There's still some wounds that people are carrying. Yeah. And so those are the things that create those bigger offenses. 
Mm-hmm. But I think also, even in that story that I just explained with Marvin, I think that's why we have to be mindful of how we carry ourselves, like from day to day, because we're going to mess up, we're going to offend people. So then when they have that moment to think about it, hopefully they can put our character to the test. Because is Marvin really this vile person that the enemy would try to tell me that is against yes. me? You right. know, and his character wasn't such. So I had no choice but to write that off as a, you know, as something, as opposed to if we're always bitter, always angry, and then we offend somebody, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just who you are. Right. <laughs> you know, and then that I they become that strong city that we can't break. Yeah. But I didn't it, hear what you said, Cornelia. It, it really, I'm, I'm looking, I'm just, the more I look at it is how we really must have the favor of God and the leading of God. And it's going to take God to work miracle after miracle because that's what forgiveness is. It's it's something that goes against human nature. Mm-hmm. It's not in our nature to forgive people. You know, it, it's not in our nature to 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 release somebody for what they've done against us. That's that's a that's a miraculous move of God in the heart of a person for that to happen. So it's going to take miracle after miracle throughout life, really. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let me read the scripture, Romans 12 and 18. It says this, if it be possible, as much as lie lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible. Come on now. Come on now. There's some people it ain't possible with. It ain't possible. According to what Cornelia said earlier, that was then and then the other. (laughs) Some just run in the house and lock all the doors. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) With yourself. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes that offense causes, it makes it hard for you to forgive yourself. That's true. That person might have forgive you and moved on and from it, but you're Mm -hmm. still holding on to the pain or the offense that you caused another brother. That's true. Condemnation. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. why Christ said there's no more condemnation. And man, we'll take that and we'll just drag ourselves in the ground. Yes. Oh, Lord. And so. Yes. From moving and growing and maturing and living out our purpose. Yes. 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 I had some yes. things before me when I was four, four through seven, somewhere around there. I'm not at liberty to go into it all, but after I became a man and got ready to go go into ministry, that person was on their deathbed. And they said to me, they said, Eric, I heard you preaching. I said, yeah, I'm I'm preaching. And she said, son, just live the life. Now, all that had gone on. She never really apologized to me, but in my heart, I just, the only thing I could do is just forgive her. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't have to say, you know, this happened, that happened, that happened. I think that was her way of saying it, you know, but I remember just not even addressing it or, and she took, she went on to her grave, you know, and, and she was saved. God, God came in and miraculously saved her because at the funeral, she left a tape message that said, children, I want y'all to know that I am not afraid. And that testimony alone let me know that the Holy Spirit was in her because she she really did say it with conviction. And you could tell that she had truly changed the way that she was doing in life. But the things that she had been through, I don't know why she dealt with me the way she did it. She did. But 
You know, she had a lot going on. She was a pastor's wife. He passed away. She had many kids. Some of the kids were stillborn. She just went through a, a whole slew of things before I came along and had to be watched by her. So I fell into whatever, you know, was going on there. But I never, I never, ever talked to her. I think sometimes the Holy Spirit just comes in and just cleans up everything for people. You know, they they don't have the time to communicate. They 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 can't go back and address everything that went on in that right. 10 years or 15 years ago. But the Holy Spirit has the power to just come in and eradicate everything and everything be just fine because he's God. Yes. And I'm glad so, you said that because when I go back with my father, so he passed away and I wanted to reconcile and make things right. You know, I had got to a point in my life where I decided, okay, you know, I'm over that, you know, I'm getting older. I want to make this right. So I asked Cornelius to seek him out because he knew my brother, one of his um, sons. And when he did, you know, because I was ready. And when he did, he found out my brother told him that he passed away. So that hurt me to the core because I never got the opportunity to make that right, to be reconciled, to, you know, so it hurt. And sometimes I still deal with that. So, you know, I'm glad that you spoke about what you just said, because we continue to hold on to that because there was no resolution. And, you know, now that I'm like, Holy Spirit, give me that resolution. Give me that resolution, God, that I can't make tangibly because he's no longer. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. It was, it was. And, and, you know, I can just go on. It was my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. But to be molested and mishandled and things, it was, it to me, as a kid, I should have got counseling. I should have had, you know, um, I should have been able to talk to my mom, say, Mom, this happened. You know, I, I grew up just over top of everything. You know, just sometimes we just use our faith over top of everything. When really what I needed was counseling. And yeah, yeah. And and I'm not sure whether it's fair to say everything went away, but my the attitude that I had in relation to her was not negative anymore. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was it I was at peace okay. with how things happened because we gotta recognize there's some things that we simply can't even, it's just out of our control. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, amen. Uh, we are almost at our time. <laughs> so, uh, is there... so we can end on a... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry to kick that in. Word of... I know. Uh, I mean, do we have any last words to kind of, you know, yeah. leave the people? Forgiveness is supernatural. It's a supernatural act of God. Yes. Left up to mm. our own devices, we will not forgive. It's so true. With the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Christ Christ gives us the strength to forgive. And it's amazing when the world can see how we have forgiven others who have done Mm -hmm. it. It is. And what our God can do in and through us. Yes. Yes. Jesus says, Father, forgive Forgive them them. for they they know not what they do. Yes, sir. Uh, that wasn't a guy named Stephen. 
Say it was all in the act. Don't hold this to their charge. He was a man just like us. Yes, he, he looked up and he seen glory. I'm going to glory. Lord, forgive them. Yes, it's all man. good. It's a whole lot more that we need to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> we may not have the time for it. You want the second part? I'm just tell you. Okay. I'm gonna just tell you, Sierra over there throwing bombs. Woo! He's over there just throwing bombs. I mean, just <laughs> she hit me all up in the she slapped me way into to, to, I had to turn the other cheek after she decision in my in my innermost being. <laughs> Why are y'all like this? <laughs> just 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 over there throwing haymakers. Yeah. <laughs> She offended me today. <laughs> well, it says the word is also a two-edged sword. Yeah, two-edged sword. Now, that's a different kind of offense. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. She, she laid a couple of us over the day. I ain't yeah. coming back to the podcast no more. <laughs> I'm revolting. Hey, I don't well, want she, to apologize. She said my name. So I'll call you after it. <laughs> and you said my name. You know, Marvin offended me. No, like, he said nah, nah. <laughs> But it was all good. It was yeah, all it was, it was powerful. It was, yeah. This was really, really, this yeah. is special. This really was. Yes. Because yeah. isn't forgiveness about freeing oneself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Good. We want to walk in liberty. The, the, yes. the, I want to I want to leave this definition of repentance because when a person really is trying to get forgiveness, this repentance is taking place somewhere in that whole scenario. Mm -hmm. And and the definition that the Lord gave me for repentance is an inward change produced. And I know these words sound big, but <laughs> saints, just think about it: an inward change produced by the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. That, that definition, I feel like, changed my life because it's hard for you to change something when you're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit is the only thing that can bring you into an awareness to where, okay, now I get it. I, I, I had no idea this is the way it was. But only the Holy Spirit can give that to us. Yeah. We, we just don't have the, the capacity nor the mentality to reason those kind of things out ourselves. And that yeah. change shows on the outside, too. Yes, sir. Before we go, I just want to say, forgive me, all of you, if I've offended you in any form or fashion. Please call me and let me know so I can personally, personally apologize. I've apologized to Mona. I don't know how many times, and I apologize again. Girl, you don't owe me no apology. You good. I feel like I was a horrible big sister back then. No, you was not oh. at all. She was not. I don't know why she keeps saying that she wasn't at all. Sierra, I love you, girl. She's trying to free herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to free you all, too. So, Yes. If I've offended anyone that watches this right. in any manner, shape, or form, I would like to reconcile with you. Yes. I, thought, I was thinking that I was, actually, I'm just being honest with you. I was thinking maybe I offended some. I, I didn't know. I don't know why. I just felt like I did. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just maybe talking too much or, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't leave me no time to <laughs> Say yeah, what? you didn't let me didn't talk. Leave me no time to go. <laughs> now I got to go <laughs> talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Marvin, what, what's our time looking like? Marvin, cut us. It's time. 
right, okay. well, thank you for listening to the platform life from our family to yours. We love you. And we will be back uh, what, next week. Or, yeah, we'll be back soon. Right. Okay. Go Tars. God bless y'all. God bless everyone. <laughs>